Hi, Raphael Bender here, founder of Breathe Education, and you're listening to the Pilates Elephants podcast with me and my co-host, Chloe Bunter. There are many things that are awesome about the Pilates industry. However, many of the practices we take for granted are out of date or just plain pseudoscientific. These are the elephants in the room in Pilates, and we're here to talk about them openly and honestly, and with a fair few F-bombs thrown in. This show is about debunking the myths and giving you science-based tools to become a better, happier, and more fearless teacher. If you've been enjoying the show and you want to give back, give us a five-star rating and write us a glowing review on Apple Podcast app. That'll help other instructors find the show and let us know we're making a difference. In this episode of Pilates Elephants, we have a really special guest joining us where we're going to talk about the effects of body shaming both in the Pilates industry and also just uh, throughout our lives. We're going to delve into different strategies uh, to help both ourselves and our clients with this topic. And we're also going to really go there in regards to the nuances of this discussion. So we're really looking forward to you joining us. Hey, Chloe. Hey, Raph. How are you going? Let me get, wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Awesome. Yeah, pretty fucking awesome. Pretty fucking awesome. How are you? Yeah. Also, also <laughs> awesome. Um, and just really, I've been really looking forward to recording today's episode. Me too. Yeah. So today's episode uh, is on uh, body image and um, yeah, the effects that, that, that body shaming and perceptions of body image uh, have can have in when working within the, the fitness realm and also just throughout throughout our lives and ways that we can help uh, positively impact our, our clients' experience uh, in regards to in regards to that. Mm. Do we need to give a little disclaimer? Yeah, so I think it's good to pop a disclaimer up the up front uh, that we will be talking about um, topics that could be potentially triggering, uh, such as um, uh, eating disorders, body body dysmorphic, and mental health. Um, so if you are currently experiencing that or have previously, uh, and this may be triggering to you, I uh, just want to put that out there and also um, to to reach out for, for help uh, from a healthcare provider uh, if you are experiencing experiencing those things. Mm. Yeah, so... Um, does we, it give us great pleasure to introduce our guest now? Really? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> let me. Thank you very much, Raphael. Uh, I would like to introduce... One of my best friends uh, and a super good friend of yours too, yeah. Raph, I do believe, uh, the one and only Kat Webb. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. You can welcome me that way every time I walk in a room. <laughs> Hello, Seattle. <laughs> uh, it's a real privilege to be here with you both and talk really frankly and candidly about our experiences with this topic and yeah hopefully you all come away with some really good takeaways. Um, so Kat as our guest can you tell our listeners who you are? 
What do you do? So my name's Kat. I studied with Breathe. I did my cert in Pilates and fitness back. I started in 2014 and then I did my diploma. I think it was 2016. Uh, So I have known Raph and Chloe for quite some time now. But I own Good Times Pilates. We are on Gertrude Street in Fitzroy. And that's we're also in Melbourne, right? uh, that's in Melbourne. Yes, sorry, being Melbourne, very Australia. specific. Yes, Gertrude Street. Um, and we also have an online studio that we launched last year in lockdown. So we've been open for three years now. Woohoo! Oh yeah, because you had your birthday. Yes. Yay! Happy yeah. birthday! Good times, Thank Pilates. You. Well done, Kat. Yeah, people kept saying happy birthday to me, and I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I know what we're talking about now. But, yeah. So you've got the online. So any of our listeners that are overseas and are obviously going to love this episode, they can do a class with you. Yes, yes. We have like seven days free and then you can join on a subscription, monthly subscription. But it's myself and ten – so all of my staff are Breathe Educated. So we have 11 teachers now, I think it is. Um, and also cover teachers. So, yeah, we've got a big team um, and, yeah, there's classes for from everybody and for everybody. Yay. Yay. So cool. We call ourselves like an inclusive movement community. So we try and be as open and inclusive and relaxed and no bullshit as possible. And the te- your teachers are really fun. <laughs> I love every one of your teachers. Yeah. They yeah. are my good friends as well as my staff. Yeah, they're really cool. Yay. Awesome. So here we are. We're going to talk about body shaming. Body and, shaming. And the body image. Body shaming, body image, the effects of body shaming uh, in the Pilates industry, in just the broader community as well. And uh, I mean, I think this one's a really powerful one too um, for our own experiences as uh well, for Kat and I, as um, female identifying in the fitness industry, uh, I'm really passionate about this topic as a, you know, heading towards my mid 40s uh, female in the fitness industry who's putting myself out there constantly on the gram. And um, we're looking forward to hearing your your point of view, Raf. And yeah. And we're looking forward to hearing your point of view, Kat Webb. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so this is going to be a no-holds-barred conversation around all things body shaming, body image and related topics. So, and I kind of feel like, uh, I don't know how much I've got to add to this conversation. I'll do my best, but I'm really looking <laughs> to the two of you to to do the heavy lifting here. So um, We can do that. Kat, yeah. Yeah, Kat, can you? <laughs> We're very like, open and honest. <laughs> I was, it was like when you when you put the, this is a no holds barred candidate. I'm like, when is that has a conversation <laughs> the three of us ever had that hasn't been yeah, like that? Exactly. You just now put, put a microphone in front of our, <laughs> yeah, exactly. in front of our mouths. <laughs> exactly. And a camera in our face. It's so, the same. So, <laughs> so, like, why don't we start with, um, I mean, because like you said, Chloe, both of you are kind of living this as, you know, female identified humans in the in the fitness slash Pilates world. So like, yeah, Kat, over to you. What's like tell us about you. What's your personal just from a personal human take on yeah. this, what's your experience? I think I want to talk about my experience just to give the listeners um my the to listeners. Say it like that. Hello listeners. <laughs> a little bit of background about me and you know, what I'm about and what I have 
been through. Uh, so I started doing Pilates at the ripe old age of 27. And before that, I wasn't into fitness at all. Um, but my my experience with body image up until that was that I, I saw myself through the male gaze a lot and I put a lot of pressure on myself to be, you know, to, to work towards the standard standard levels of beauty. Um, so I dressed a certain way. I, I still kind of ate food that I wanted, but I restricted myself a lot. Um, then I found Pilates and had a lot of physical changes because I'd never done exercise before. So (laughs) starting to exercise and expending more energy and, um, feeling like I was becoming physically fit and strong, I saw a lot of physical changes. So my perception of myself changed again and, um, and, and what were those physical changes? So I lost quite a lot of weight because I wasn't eating as much or was eating differently. I, to, to be honest, I probably just stopped drinking and that actually. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> because I was so obsessed with going to Pilates so I didn't want to be hungover and miss class or I wasn't going out late. Like my lifestyle had totally changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of lifestyle factors as well as the getting into Pilates. But yeah, I, my body, my makeup is naturally that I um, show muscle definition easily when I do lose weight. So I, you know, had a six pack, had, you know, muscles on the side of my arms and it became something that a lot of people would comment on because it was quite obvious. Uh, so I then kind of felt that my value and my worth was attached to how other people saw me mm. and, you know, I could fit into whatever whatever shape of clothes I wanted. Mm. Like I was a size eight. I could, yeah, shop anywhere. Um, not that I can't do that now. I'm like a size 10, 12 now. But I, I put a lot of pressure and importance on that. That was, yeah, important to me because it – I felt that it was important to other people because they kept commenting on it. Um, And then I worked really hard to maintain that and realised that it's not really um, maintainable. (laughs) So I restricted my eating. Mm. I, yeah, um, I kind of like mentally downward spiralled a lot internally, just talking shit about myself all the time and... And not thinking that I was worthy or good enough to be in the fitness industry. Oh, so then after I did Pilates, sorry, I started teaching. I started studying um, a year later. So it was a very quick kind of turnaround to me for me. It's funny how that happens, yeah. isn't it? It's such a common story. Yeah. yeah. Which is probably why I have this like no bullshit take is because I, I didn't learn a lot of the bullshit stuff. I kind of like came in late in life and was like, yeah, nah, that's stupid piss that off like I hate that <laughs> in terms of like like toxic fitness language right. and stuff like that yeah I love how um, you think 27 is late in life well you know what I mean like <laughs> I know I'm not <laughs> later in my like I don't know you're right you're right it's not late in life <laughs> I feel like the older that you get, the more you're like, oh, shit, I should have done that when I was younger. Why the hell was I so scared to do yeah, that? But the good news is right now you're younger 
And, yes. Um, yeah, speaking for all the 50-year-olds, <laughs> um, you look back and you go, shit, 44 was young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, funny. Um, so, yeah, I tried to maintain that because I felt like it was really important and kind of downward spiraled and then when like you, mentally. When you say downward spiraled, what do you mean? I, my, like, mental health took a took a turn because I – was just hating on myself all the time. Like outwardly, I was teaching Pilates. I was really burnt out because I was teaching a lot of Pilates, a lot of like high energy Pilates. So I worked at KX for three years. So I did that and I was teaching like 30 something classes a week. So I it was like- just that just by itself yeah. is enough to stuff with your mental health. Yeah, totally. I did the exact same thing. 33 was, classes a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was in a pretty shit relationship too. So there were a lot of factors. But apart from that, everything was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> apart from that. But, uh, and then once I decided to start my own studio, I really worked on, you know, what I, I, I took for like a real critical thinking lens to my experience of the industry and my experience of fitness and what I thought was kind of missing and I think that led me to find our niche which is you know being as inclusive and like relaxed and conscious critical thinkers as we can um and then I opened the studio and I kind of was too busy to think about myself which was really really refreshing so I had I had this like ah like I'm actually not that important. What's important is is helping people and giving back and not like putting all of your energy into that, but like, you know, you're you're part of a community. So yeah, my my body image really changed in that I became a lot more body neutral. I did a lot of other work, you know, I did a lot of looking at who I was influenced by and trying to like weed out anyone who made me feel less than Mm. and that took a lot of work because sometimes you don't realize that people are making you feel like shit or sometimes they're actually good friends or they're people that you work with and and it can be hard to just like unfollow them or at least now Instagram has the mute you can option, mute which is really yeah, great. I've taken advantage of the yeah. little uh, mute. Yeah. So it's not like <laughs> as offensive mm. or not as like, oh crap, that person unfollowed me. It's yeah. funny too though that I can kind of vibe who's muted me as well because they never, <laughs> someone that used to like come up, because in your stories it comes up who's seeing them. Yeah. No, yeah. No, no. Wait, oh, that person just hasn't been on my radar for Oh yeah, yeah they've muted me. Now. They've <laughs> muted me for sure. That's, that's fine. So cool. That's fine. There are a couple of things I want to just double click on just a little bit more there because like this is such a, this is such a different story to my own (laughs) personal experience. And basically everything you've said is new, you know, to me that, all right. So can we just kind of go a little bit into um, when you said you were hating on yourself and, you know, when that time when you were teaching 30 plus classes a week. You, you know, you were burnt out, you're in a toxic relationship and your body image was, you know, you said you were hating on yourself. So what does that literally mean? Like, did you have an internal dialogue going there that you yeah. would say things to yourself? Like, what would you say to yourself? Yeah, like there's a lot of body checking. So, well, this, this was my experience. So I would like feel my body when I was in bed asleep or like feel my body when I was wearing so like clothes, like physically, yeah, physically touching myself and going, oh, like that's, that's squishier or that's bigger or like that's you know, not as sharp or defined. Um, 
and looking at myself in the mirror a lot and talking shit about myself, basically. Like in, in your mind? Yeah, internally. Yeah, it's like internal shit talk. Just saying, like repeating what? things like you're not worthy enough. Um, oh, I don't know what the specific things are and I probably have like blocked them out. Like, And we don't know, I don't, we don't yeah. need a long list of them, but just like, just to get a sense of that, that's enough, I think. But yeah. like, yeah, just... And and feeling like you needed to like stay a certain size to be a credible teacher, say a certain level of fitness to mm-hmm. be credible, to be like, um, especially working in like the dynamic mm. Pilates vibe. Mm. Um, it was, I I, yeah. I totally felt that aesthetic yeah. as well. Yeah. So it was tied so up in your professional identity place. as yeah. well as your sort of female identity. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. Mm. All right, and then you know, onto onto the the happier part. Yes. Um. So you know, you you found a sense of greater purpose mm-hmm. when you opened your studio. Yeah. And then you just realised one day it's like, oh, I don't really give a shit about that anymore. Pretty <laughs> so much. Like- yeah. Like, <laughs> I've always been the kind of person who, um, even during the parts where I would restrict myself, I'm probably what like I've probably had times where I would binge eat. Um, but I. I allowed myself to enjoy food again. I mm-hmm. think there was a long period of time where it was either like not eating or binge eating and then having the studio be in Fitzroy is like a really um, diverse kind of eclectic community and there's lots of wine bars and lots of great cafes and I think being around there every day as well made me go, oh, I could just sit here and have a wine and enjoy myself and, you know, eat the things that I want to eat because I'm actually just enjoying food again and I'm enjoying life again. And it was like this whole kind of renaissance of like, oh, cool, there's more to life than just hating on yourself and talking yourself down all the time. How beautiful. You, yeah. Like, you know, the work that you did plus opening the studio – just gave you back your sense of joy in, yeah. in the, the simple pleasures of of life. Of life, exactly. And came into a really nurturing and loving relationship and that helps too. Or ha- it helped me. Shout out to Dave. Shout out to Dave. <laughs> so, all right, I, I want to just, you know, just to finish up here because I just want to double click on what you talked about, about basically curating your influences, mm-hmm. right? So you talked about social media explicitly, like, yep. you know, unfollowing people, muting people on Instagram, whatever. But like did, was that, you know, so firstly, you know, who were the, how did you go about choosing who to, you know, to, 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 to unfollow or whatever? And secondly, like, did, was that like IRL as well or was it just online? I don't think, uh, potentially in real life, just more so like toxic friendships, not so much that had a real impact on my body image. Right. Um, but I think that also just came with like, being too busy and it being a really um, great excuse. Yeah. <laughs> to, and also to a get, reason, right? When you've yeah. got, because I've, I've been through that, when you suddenly you've got all of this really important stuff, it's like you don't have time for the bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I've got better things to do. Um, but I think with social media, it can be tricky because, like I was saying before, sometimes you you can't really tell or you it takes a while to tell or it, it it could just be one post or it could be like, oh, no, that's my friend. I'll give them a, you know, a second chance or or you try and talk to people about things and it just – if it's too much energy, then it's – you've got to like 
you've kind of got to weigh your pros and cons. Is it is it going to be worthwhile? Am I going to get an outcome or is this just going to be lots of energy and lots of pushback for no result? Um, but in terms of unfollowing people, I think it just would come as it comes up in my feed. I'm like, hmm, this doesn't make me feel good. I'm going to, you know. Sort of Marie Kondo, this doesn't spark joy. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Marie. She knows how to fold a drawer. I like, I've actually started, I've actually done that to my drawers. Really? And, oh my. Yeah, rolling them up? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it's amazing for your activewear. Yeah, it depends it, where in your cupboard it sits mm. though. So my activewear sits above eyesight, so I kind of need it uh, stacked. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm all for the, the rolling. I love a good roll. Love a roll. <laughs> so, Chloe. <laughs> Tell us about Raphael. you. <laughs> well, yeah. So, I mean, even for me, this is still uh, like a relatively triggering conversation, um, particularly due to uh, my my journey with with body image, and particularly um, younger Chloe, who I have a lot of compassion for still. Shout out um, to younger Chloe. Shout out to younger <laughs> Chloe. She was. <laughs> she was awesome. <laughs> Awesome is one word for it. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, Kat and I have uh, in the past um, chatted about this together, you know, reflecting on the first time that even the the concept of this thing of body image and that, you know, there was fat and thin and that you should be a certain size and that you need to be mindful of what you eat and that a certain size is deemed attractive, uh, deemed desirable, um, etc. And for me, I like it's still very, very vivid. Um, I, gosh, I must have been young. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say maybe eight. I was still, in, I was in primary school, and I remember we were. I think it was like an afternoon tea or something with my mum and at a coffee shop and a couple of her girlfriends, and you know, I was this skinny little kid I mean it was back you know we were kids in the 80s and that it was like get outside now the lights the the sun's come up get out don't come home until it's dark go run wild at the park do your thing you know but don't come home until it's dark kind of thing so we're very active and um and the thought of you know whenever I saw food it was just like oh my god I'm so hungry let's just eat that's all, you know, that's all food was to me was fuel. I'm hungry. Let's eat. My 12-year-old niece is the same. And like it, half an inch thick butter on her bread. Oh, <laughs> I just didn't, it just didn't, it, you know, that. it just didn't, it, it didn't resonate with me that it was anything other than you're hungry, there's your food, eat it. Um, and I remember we, we were sat around and I ordered, you know, one of those massive ice chocolates. So it had like the chocolate and the milk and the ice cream and then the whipped cream on top. And I remember just being like, oh, you know, yum. And uh, my mum's friend went, oh, my God, oh, only skinny little girls can, you know, it was something like only skinny little girls can eat something like that. I couldn't eat something like that. I'd get fat in an instant and da, da, da. And I was sort of, I really remember stopping that time stood still for a moment. And I'm like, oh, oh, am I not meant to eat this? Is this something like what's going to happen to me? Mm. And um, that was really pivotal for me. And then the diet culture of the nineties really kicked in in full force. And that was the whole, everything had to be fat free. Everything you're, you know, but it's funny. We look back at it now, and everything was full of sugar. Mm. So it was diet yogurts. You weren't allowed to have full fat yogurt. It was um, all of a sudden I was conscious of fat in things. It was all over the media. It was um, 
the models at the time, you know, it's your Kate Moss, it's your heroin chic. Um, everything was thin, 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 thin. Um, and I started being conscious of that. And as a teenager, I started to realise there's things I should or shouldn't eat. I started to uh, control food. I started to restrict food. Uh, it, yeah, it was really, it was constantly on my mind. Um, and then I remember going to uni and that was probably the first time I put on some decent weight. Uh, it was like, <laughs> let's drink, let's party, you know. Oh, we don't have a similar background. I lived, I lived <laughs> on campus, so you didn't make your own food. You went down and you you were in a um in a, a food hall basically, and they they made your food for you. And you know, I just yeah, and I was like, ah, right. So this is what it feels like to put on weight. And then I'm like, and that's when it really started fucking with my head because the whole like, you know, my clothes weren't fitting like they used to. I'd always been super active. Um, going to uni, I probably wasn't as active anymore. Um, and, you know, things spiralled out of control. And yeah, that's when things for me really went into um, a negative relationship seriously with food and mental health and... Um, I was very body dysmorphic. Like I would, and I'm talking like early 20s here, like and young body Chloe. dysmorphic, you mean? Uh, meaning I would walk past a mirror and like, let's say I went down the street, I walked past a mirror or even just past my reflection in a shop window and that could be enough to send me home. Because you, th- you because saw I yourself was seeing, as fatter than I you I saw myself as were. something that wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. And I know that because I, you know, I, I got myself so, so low that, I walked into a doctor and I said, help me. I need help. Like, help me. This is fucking my life up. And I'm pretty sure there's more joy to life than than this. Um, and that was, and that's why I want to say that, you know, if you if you are sitting there thinking, you know, having these thoughts and whatnot and, and feeling, because there was a lot of shame about it. Well, it felt like there was a lot of shame. So there wasn't much, I think, and, and this is something you I love. about it. seeking help? Seeking help and just talking about eating disorders or talking about uh, body image or talking about mental health was not the done thing in the 90s. It just wasn't. It just wasn't. Um, And I saw a lot of my friends, a lot of my peers go through this. I saw partners go through this. um, And uh, one thing that I am loving seeing in, in this, in 2021 and in our industry is that there are discussions happening like this. You know, there are constant posts going up on the gram that are really open about this and about people's struggles. And um, so, yeah, don't, I guess what I'm trying to say is don't hesitate to just march yourself into, I know it's tough, but march yourself into a doctor's office. They're there to help you. Uh, You don't have to have money to get help. Uh, There's there's mental health plans. There's, you know, people are there waiting to help you. So it's, it you know, it was the best thing I ever did. I'm not saying that it instantly changed things for me. It was still a a slow journey. But yeah, so that that was kind of that. And then um, fast forward uh, to my Pilates career starting and that probably was around the age of 35-ish um, and I was in similar... So, so sorry, sorry, how old yeah. were you when you walked into the doctor's office? Uh, early 20s. Uh, 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 yeah, early 20s. Okay, and so then there's like a 10, 15 year... Yeah, of working on myself. ...journey yeah. and that involved what? 
That's a very personal question, Raph. Well, just <laughs> but uh, you know, just a lot I'm, of just I'm a lot of self work. And I think a and lot I th- of I, I don't need I'm not I don't mean to pry into your don't mean to thoughts, like but, you know but, but <laughs> scratch I the think, scab right, off. Well, I guess I guess you know you've told us about you know how you got into the darkest place. Yeah, and I think people would really benefit from hearing. Okay, how'd you climb out of there? Well, I got I got professional help, and then that that was that was you know my my journey. So, uh, working through a lot of stuff, a lot of earlier trauma in childhood, a lot of you know for me, a lot of it was about trying to const- control stuff. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of you know, and this is why I want to like you know you're going to get me all triggered, um, but <laughs> but a lot of you know. A, a, and again, I'm not a professional. I'm not a psychologist. My understanding is that sometimes these things arise from a, a sense of trying to control mm-hmm. circumstances around you, the world around you, and that one of those things that we can control as an individual is the food that goes in our mouth, mm-hmm. right? We can restrict food. That is, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a way of getting control over things you don't feel you have control over. Mm-hmm. That's that's my understanding. Um yeah. So And yeah. so that work was all like, you know, guided by mental health professionals, basically therapy for a ex- decade. Ex- yeah, right. yeah, medication, the works. Yeah, yeah, I did I did all the things. Um cuz coupled with that I had anxiety and just yeah, my my 20s were to be perfectly honest, Doesn't a pretty fun. shitty time. Oh, yeah. But I also met a lovely a lovely partner, um Gary, which is why I was shout out to Gary wherever you are in the world, who knows. But um <laughs> He was a great partner and that's how I ended up living in England. And he was very, he was probably for me, we probably met when I was, we were together for five and a half years. We probably met when I was about 26 and we probably met when I was, if if I think back to it, probably physically the heaviest. And again, I want to point, point out there that heaviest by my standards is still skinny privilege. Like I don't want to sit here and be an asshole, and, you know, I haven't really been impacted like a lot of this, I think, has less to do with how society saw me and more to do with how I saw myself. So it was my own internal pressures. Um, you know, probably the heaviest I've ever been, and this was when I was living in England, um, was a size Australian size 14, which is, is, is heavy for me, but still totally, like there's, you know, it's still skinny privilege, right? So I just want to put that out there. I don't want to be in you know, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of that. Um, but a head fuck is a head fuck, right? But I met this great guy and I never, and it was just the most beautiful relationship. And I never once, I've reflected on it quite a few times, how, how unique that relationship was. He never once ever commented on my weight, not in any respect, not in if I lost weight, if I put on weight, or like I was just beautiful to him. Like I was just Chloe, I was just me. And I think that really helped and I don't think I realised how much until after the fact when you reflect mm-hmm. back and go, well, mm-hmm. that was really unique and I don't actually know that I've met any other men in my life in, in, from a, in a romantic relationship that were like that. They've always commented on my body in some respect. I'm not saying negatively, but it has been a focus. My body has been a focus. It's been sexualized. It's been whatever, but it's been about my body. And then you move into the realm of Pilates and, you know, it's like, ah, so you must have a great ass or you must be really flexible or you must be really strong. Your thighs must be really, like it's, again, it's this association with sexuality and from men, from men, from men. 
I got one the other day. I was like, really? This is where we're going to like, uh, like, come on. I've got a really fucking great brain. Like I've got, like, I've got so much to offer the world. Anyway, I don't want to monopolize this conversation, but that's, yeah, that's kind of been mm-hmm. my journey. So that really helped if you're asking what helped and, you know, but doing the work, just doing the work. It's like, you got to do the thing, right? It's like anything we say to our students, you want to get good at doing Pilates, you got to do Pilates, you got to do the thing. If you want to help work on your own self, you've got to put mm-hmm. in, like it was a journey of many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and we can kind of want to sort of throw it back to to Kat so I'm not just all... <laughs> Here's my story for an hour. But, you know, then there's that next journey in that we, we both taught at a very similar place. Um, and I think I too felt, again, an aesthetic and uh, a pressure on being a certain size with certain muscle tone, uh, with certain visible muscle tone, which is which for me, unlike Kat, does not come easily. Like I haven't seen a six-pack. And I know I've, I'm freaking strong, but I haven't seen a um, my six-pack since like... I was 15, seriously. It's just, you know, different body types, right? Um, so, yeah. So, anyway. And then, Kat, so from there you you then, I mean, you found good times and that changed things for you. I think for me as well, I found more of a sense of self and my voice in myself as a teacher that then moved me away from that particular company I was working for where I felt a little bit more cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found moved into my own voice and with that moved into a focus away from self and a focus to the clients in front of me and a, a relaxation again in in uh, how I was presenting visually to the world and that again finding my purpose in teaching and my purpose being about the experience of my clients, not yeah. about me. You found your unique voice. I found my voice. Yeah, so that's my experience. Wow. Yeah. I feel really privileged to, to have been here for both of those, so thanks. Oh, thanks, Ryan. Yeah, I don't tell that story very often. No, I've never, I heard, think I've never pro- heard that before. No, like a lot of my friends would hear that and go, what? Because I don't I, – I, well, A, it's triggering, and B, like, kind of like how when you were trying to remember stuff, it's like you get to this point where you, you, you feel like you've moved past it now. Like, a, like for me, it's hard to remember that I had – those experiences or that that was me because I feel so, like it's I feel like I could fit, I'm a completely at 43 I'm a completely different person than yeah. I was at 22 thank god yeah yeah I know I know what you mean I, I've got no no even vaguely similar experience in terms of body image but I just remember like real, you know bad relationships I was in in my early 20s or whatever and thinking about oh yeah but that was it just feels like I was a total it's not even me. It was yeah. just some other person. <laughs> that was. Mm-hmm. Also, I can't imagine you with anyone other than Julie. <laughs> was it? That does what? <laughs> um, so, all right. So, I mean, both of you have touched on this, and so let's go to kind of the you know flash forward to present day um, Pilates industry. You know, there is there is some level of expectation, I think, in the in the in the air and the water around you know, what a Pilates instructor is supposed to look like. And also I think there are, you know, I think, uh, you know, what really struck me, Chloe, about what you said was, well, one of the many things that struck me, but was that that 
sort of seemingly innocuous comment that your mum's friend made when you were eight, right? And I can just imagine, you know, your mum's friend and your mum, they probably had that conversation a thousand times, right? And it just one time you happened to be the subject of uh-huh. it, right? And so she's she probably forgot that conversation two seconds after it happened. Uh-huh. And it's a, it's had a lifelong effect on you, right? And, and so for her... That was a to completely throwaway, innocuous comment, you mm-hmm. know. Should um, I imagine? Um, and so, you know, like, can we talk? You know, one about sort of like the expectations that are that are sort of around in the Pilates industry about what 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 people are supposed to look like, you know, if they're Pilates instructors, and secondly, um, about the, I guess the 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 things that you know people around this industry might say that might be well-meaning or just like unintentional that might really you know basically trigger people or have you know serious impact Mm. on people Mm -hmm. i think the fitness industry in general for years forever as far as i'm aware um has really like profited and capitalized on people feeling like they're less than Mm. and and making money off people, yeah, just not liking themselves and wanting to be shredded or be toned or lose weight or be, just be, be long and lean. Yeah, like classic <laughs> Pilates, long lean muscles. Be be something better than what they are physically. And there's been a lot of focus on the physical way that exercise makes you look rather than the all the other like myriad of benefits um and and i know that chloe and i have both been offenders of that yeah in the past yeah like we at good times we had a class it's now it's our strength based class so it's called burn but it was called burn and firm yeah, i was going to say didn't you have one called firm and burn yeah yeah, burn yeah. And, firm. and so we changed that Probably this time last year. And like some of the teachers still accidentally call it because it kind of rolls off the tongue. So it's like a hard habit to break. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and every time I'm like, shut up. No. <laughs> but like everybody makes mistakes and it takes like a critical thinking lens, which isn't always easy to especially to turn on yourself. Well, not easy and not comfortable, right? No. Right? Because, I, you know, we've I had Butt by Chloe was the tagline yeah. for ages oh, yeah, and, remember that. and mm-hmm. all my clients in Bondi would literally be like, Butt by Chloe, Butt by Chloe, and it was a hat, like it, you know? <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's just like, it's so prevalent in the fitness industry. I went to a class in Brisbane just the other day at a, like, massive boutique gym Um and the instructor was so lovely and she was like, yeah, you're here to shred. And I was like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am not. I'm not here to do that. She <laughs> is like literally no what time. she said, you're yeah, here yeah, to yeah, shred. Yeah. It was like a circuit class. It was kind of like an F45 style circuit class. So it was like a super high energy, like really loud music, really flashy lights. And I was like, I'm not here to do any of those things. I'm just here to move. <laughs> but, you know, like that. That's so, wow. it was so innocent on her part. Like yeah. she didn't, she, well, as far as I'm aware, but like it, it can happen to anyone and it can, it, it does happen all the time, mm. you know, like there's, there's six pack challenges and like, mm. like, like all this chat about toning yeah. and 
and firming and lengthening and they're all we'll, just we'll start they're to all get just the summer shred words. summer shred yeah, yeah, yeah. Suit, oh, uh, yeah. marketing fuck off yeah. and, and and you know i mean i've had a studio i've owned a studio for a decade and we've totally been guilty of longer yeah. leaner muscles and mm. blah 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 all of that shit you know yeah but uh, you know i'm pleased to see you know and maybe it's just in my particular social media bubble but Pleased to see a lot more, a lot less talk about that now, and a lot more talk about strengthening mm-hmm. and you know health and joy, joy, yeah, mental health. Yeah, um, yeah, I see a lot more about mental yeah. health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, you know, I, I, community, community. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like there, because you know what you said there is kind of a double-edged sword, cat, around the fitness industry capitalizing on people's feeling that they're they're not good enough, basically. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I agree with you on that. But I think there's also a flip side to that, which is which you kind of said as well, which is like, well, exercise is about kind of making yourself into a better, happier, stronger version of yourself. So there's that, you know, it's like, well, we don't want to discourage people from Im- improving themselves, mm-hmm. but how do we do that in a way that, you know, that, that builds them up, not, yeah. not tears yeah, them down? Yeah, exactly. Like that's the thing. Focus on the positives rather than, than I mean – Shredding can, I guess, be a positive to some people, <laughs> but there are so many other ways that you can, or just the language that you can use around fitness that's yeah. motivating, that's positive, that's lifting people up, that, yeah, talks to all the, the other benefits and just, like, leaves out any potential for shame. Mm. Mm. What a great, what a great, credible moment. Leaves out any potential for shame. Yeah, like there's... There's a lot of language around the fitness industry that is that that focuses on shaming people, like whether that's body shame or like fit fit shame, strength shame. You know, you could go on and on. Um, so, trying to like the way that I I do it, I like kind of edit myself and edit the things that we say at good times a lot. So I will go back and read our class descriptions or read our website and, and look at it from a fresh lens every, you know, couple of weeks because I've learned different things or I've seen a different point of view or I understand what it's like potentially from another person's, you know, perspective or I've, they've told me. Um, so moving forward and keeping like, Keep going, keep editing. Um, and what are the what are the some of the things? Because I think you know one thing. I hope people listening to this will be able to take away. Like maybe there are people listening to this who who don't personally struggle with these issues, right? Mm-hmm. But they want to know maybe like, well, what can I do differently? You know, to be to be more affirming and supportive, right? Without with not be Chloe's mum's friend. Yeah. You know, so so what what have you? What do you find yourself editing out? Like what language do you? have you changed? So I guess this also um, can be used in just like day-to-day people that you meet. Like Chloe and I have both had experiences of people talking um, about the way that we look. And I think especially being, being female identifying, like my experience is that my, my appearance has always been the most valuable thing about me. So this kind of ties into that. So it can be your class descriptions or it can just be the things that you say to the people walking down the street or your neighbour or your mum. It's about, I think a blanket rule is maybe just there are other things to talk about other than people's appearance. There are way more valuable, you know, attributes to a human 
other than like their appearance, which sometimes they can't even change. Like, oh, you have really big eyes. Like, thank you. <laughs> Born with them. <laughs> Wake up like this. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> But yeah, like limiting the I just potential think all to the shame. To see you with. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think uh, with looping into that as well, it's um, not, as Kat said, not commenting on someone's appearance and particularly not commenting on someone's size. So mm-hmm. um, the unsolicited, and, and I know this is triggering for lots of people they've they've dm'd me when i've spoken about this before is the the well-meaning friend or you might be the well-meaning instructor and you're like you look great you've lost weight or you've lost weight you look great it's like my mum died thanks i can't Mm. eat like Mm. you don't know what's going on with people or if that person already has an eating disorder or if that person what what, yeah Mm. exactly if that person's unwell or if that person i mean i remember the last time i lost quite a bit of weight i had been intensely stressed and i have never got so many compliments on my looks Mm. in my life Wow, you look fantastic. Wow, how'd you get so thin? What, like, I'm not joking. I am not paraphrasing yeah. here. These are the messages I refi- received on social media when I put up a photo of myself where they perceived that I'd lost weight. I had lost yeah. weight, but it's like um, – and then the radio silence when I put it back on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I always – for me personally, I have it like it just says an equilibrium where my weight – tends to sit around and if I want to go below that, I've got to consciously work on going below that. Same with going above it. But it's just this like little homeostasis kind of thing where it sits and um, I hope I've used that word correctly. And, yeah, so I think um, we've got to get out of that and I and I see this and I've said it before, I see this happening a lot in my – I know, Kat, you're not sure it's a generational thing, but I do see it happening a lot in my gen, uh, so X generation um, – where I think it's got to do with the fact we we kind of grew up with the diet culture um, and the 90s, etc. But it is usually my friends, my girlfriends or clients of mine around, because my clients comment on my weight, clients around my age. Yep. I'm, a, I'm kind of seen as a, a, because I'm out there on Instagram, I'm kind of seen as a public commodity. So is this is this what you've said to me before about people say, "Oh, I love you because you're so real." Oh, I'm real, <laughs> and I'm we're, so Kat and I are real. We're brave because God, you're brave if you put a photo of yourself and you're not like a you're not a size eight. Size eight. So that means you're real and brave. You're real and brave. Like, is Kat, it, is that tell what me you're how you about? feel about how you feel about the the real comment. To be honest, it makes me sad. Mm. Like that's I'm at I'm at that point where I. It just, yeah, it makes me, I'm, I'm sad that, that our culture is at that point or some, some people think that, yeah, you can be brave for being yourself. And I put myself out there a lot and I've probably overshared or I've like shared on my social media, like my experience and my journey and it's it's definitely an up and down journey as in like it or roller coaster like it just keeps kind of looping around and back and up and yeah um so a lot of the things that I may have said you know even six months ago maybe aren't relevant to me now Mm. and and we all reserve Mm. the right to change our opinion and Mm. to grow and Mm. develop um 
But yeah, it's not real. It's just like everybody is real. The whole real thing is um, is an oxymoron. Hold is on, that the right use of that word? You're telling me everyone is real. <laughs> the, the, the back, you look the, the backhanded compliment. The- yeah. I get that, like, I get where it comes from, but it's just unnecessary because... Yeah, and I think, you know, the like you said, it, I think it's cultural and, and I, I don't know, but I'm imagining, you know, somebody might say that because they feel too anxious or ashamed yeah. to, to put themselves out there. Yeah. And so they do see that as brave for you putting yourself out yeah. there, you know. And I think maybe with the real too, it could be... Because again, I, I don't think anyone's actually trying to be... You know, people are coming from a good place. You know, people are coming from yeah. a good place. Um, I think the real comment, because I've had that from students as well. Like I've had that that I'm, you know, they like that I'm real. And I think sometimes that maybe is, uh, and it, I don't like it when people say it to me, but <laughs> I think it could be when what they mean is they can see themselves in you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say to both of you in a different context, right? So if we're just not talking about this, we're talking about something, whatever, right? That is one of the things I would like about you, Chloe, and about you, Kat, is you're real. And by which I mean, you you say like genuine, you know, your thoughts and emotions, you share your actual life experiences like you have candidly, you know, in yeah. this chat. Like to me, that's real is the word that is in my mind for that. Yeah. And that is something I appreciate and respect and I don't know what you can your students mean when they say real but maybe that's part of it and I think you make it a good point too Raf like maybe it is brave in some people's eyes you know that that we are open and honest and share like like share your working out kind of thing yeah like, exactly <laughs> share your working out like, exactly I feel like that's what I use Instagram for or have in the <laughs> past like oh yeah cool I'm here today like I'm I'm saying that it's it's cool to to like yourself and also have Botox and maybe some people don't understand that but I'm like kind of grappling with it myself but if I share it, then at least I'm I'm kind of, you know, allowing space for other people to go, yeah, that is okay. Or like, oh, I don't know how I feel. And like, eh, like bringing up conversation, mm. making space for conversation. Well, I think it does, does real then equate, and we're probably going down a different rabbit hole now, but <laughs> what I'm hearing there now is uh, we're shifting away from real being body image to real being authentic. Authentic human. Yeah. yeah, 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 totally. I, I was actually referring to it specifically in regards to mm. body, mm. but absolutely, I, I think all three of us are totally authentic. What you know, what you hear on the podcast, what you see on our any, all three of our Instagram feeds, interviews, uh, w- interviews um, in my teaching is what you get. What you see yeah. is what you get. Yeah. yeah, what you see is what you get. Like you know, if anyone is listening, <laughs> came and sat down with the three of us. You know, to well, if we were just at your place or my place, this is what this is. Yes, like this is maybe it's more of a comment on the the whole like social media as this fake curated. influencer yeah. curated mm. thing rather than a comment on us being real per se. It's more like, well, everybody else is kind of so curated yeah. that just being yourself mm. appears that you're being more real. Mm. Mm. I want, I want to uh, circle back to, to something you said uh, about the Botox mm-hmm. thing a second ago, but Chloe. Oh, I just to wanted something. to say, well, I'm just sitting here and I just, I feel like I should have 
said this before, I also want to not like, I don't want to be a hypocrite either. Like with the the body comments, I just want to say, because there, there might be listeners who are like, but Chloe, you've said this to me before. Or you've, you know, if friends are listening, because it's true, you know, they have, I've absolutely commented on friends, you know, weight loss before or friends uh, change physically fitness wise mm-hmm. or um, yeah. yeah. So I just want, you know, or, or, or I've gone up to a friend and gone, hey, hey, look, I've lost weight. You know, like, do you, like, there, yeah, because there yeah. has absolutely been um, many times where it's like I've been like still seen that as, a, and if I have lost weight via effort because I wanted to, well, I'm like, hey, someone help me celebrate. This was, <laughs> this was freaking hard yeah. work. This, you know, this so, took and, effort. And I guess I want to say also that it's the unsolicited comments, I yeah. think, is that what we need to uh, be more mindful of and what we need to be mindful of with our clients, etc. Uh, you know, if it had been a goal and it's perfectly okay as well for it to be a goal if you want to lose weight or if you don't want to lose weight, but if you want to change that or you want to get stronger or, you you know, you want to whatever, totally your prerogative, your locus of control. Mm-hmm. And if that's something that you want to celebrate in with someone, then that's okay too. I could be like, hey, Raph, you know how I've been really working on – I know, growing my biceps yeah. and like, look at this. Or I've been like, you know, trying to shred and hey, you know, <laughs> look, I've done it. I've got yeah. a vein in my I've bicep. Look at this, you know, <laughs> and that's okay as well. Yeah. We don't want to be sitting here saying you're not allowed celebrating those things or you're not allowed want those things, mm. Mm. but it needs to be your locus of control. It's not because mm-hmm. you feel there is a, a, a pressure or a societal mm. pressure or a standard or a you've got to look a certain way to be a Pilates instructor or be in the fitness industry. It's a load of fucking bullshit. Yeah. LFB. I think. In the tribe. We haven't sworn much today. I know. I did swear before. Hey, cage line, by it. the way, cage line, cage line, cage line. That's at least, least. four push ups. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, what so, I wanted to say is <laughs> a, because it, it can be a hard habit to break when, yeah. when you're, you know, you've been culturally exposed and conditioned to think about the way that people look and comment on it in, in a positive way, a way you can kind of sub out that it, that, that I find is helpful is like you look radiant or, you know, you look joyful or radiant. Yeah. I mean, it, it has to be authentic to you. Quite like that, that you've works never for me. ever told me I look radiant. Well, you could start. What does that say, <laughs> what like what does that say to you? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, oh, find the way it works. I got, I, I got told I sound mesmerizing. Ooh. Oh yeah. First year the other day. So you've thank got you. Got a freaking awesome you. radio I voice. I think she sounds like, kind of yeah. like a. Call me now. <laughs> <laughs> Cat just did this little wink with it. <laughs> well, she has been approached by prominent female empowerment product. <laughs> You'd be great. <sighs> um, yes, I can. Still a little sad I knocked that one back, actually. Uh, that could have been lucrative. So Chloe kind of kind of spoke to this that that it's okay to want to change or amend things about yourself. Like Chloe dyed her hair today. You know, that <laughs> and she changed look, her appearance. I look radiant. She does look radiant. Thank you. All right, so uh, uh, this is actually when I said about the Botox yeah, thing, this is actually I was what, I, what yeah. I wanted to circle back yeah. to is like, okay, 
We don't want to run from one side of the boat to the other and go, okay, let's shame people who want to look shredded or shame people who want yeah. to, look, you know, like, let's like, yeah, it's cool. Whatever you want to do, whoever you want to be, yes, that's cool. So I want you guys to educate me a little bit here, mm-hmm. right? Because I've, I feel like I've, cha- I've updated my belief systems during this conversation mm-hmm. that around, you know, what you said, Kat, before about, okay, rule of thumb, just don't mention people's appearance. Huh. Okay. That's a good, nice, simple rule for me. I've been following a rule, which, and I, if I think back, maybe, I don't know, six, eight, ten years ago, I would have been that person that said, oh, Kat, you've lost weight. You look great, right? I haven't said that to a single human for half a decade now, I reckon. But I, and so I, I have a rule now that I think is kind of a conscious rule that, that with females other than my wife, I won't, I don't comment on anything sort of below the neck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So you know, comment so, on their eyebrows? So I might say, hey, Kat, you've had your hair cut. It looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah. Um, or, Chloe, you know, yeah. that's is that a faux fur leopard print that's jacket below the that neck, you've got though. on? Yeah, but... <laughs> no, so, I'm right, just so, 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 Everyone is definitely faux fur. No leopards <laughs> were harmed. Yeah, so, so basically I would, I would, I, I have been, up until this point, I could comment, I feel like, okay, what are the safe zones mm-hmm. that are like totally like yep. friend zone you know, hair, clothes, yeah, yeah, hair, outfit. If it's not too clingy, like you know, if Chloe had mm-hmm. this like slinky thing, and I would never say a word about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if it's you've got this big sort of buffy fake fur thing that's as big as a polar bear, I'm like, okay, I've, I feel that's you know that's that's yeah that's inside the bounds of yeah, what I'm allowed yeah, to comment yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but but you're saying and you know like okay, Chloe, you came in today. Your hair's a different color, and I reckon got, it looks- for the listeners that can't see, it's got a bit of pink in my hair today. Just. For fun. And so when, when you came out into the kitchen before and I was making my cup of tea and you said, hi, I was like, ha, you've had your hair done, looks rock and roll. Yeah. Right? That's, that's what I thought, Thanks, Rash. Right? And then you said to me, isn't it cute? Oh, and I? I said, <laughs> nothing. Because uh, I didn't want to agree with you. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't want to disagree with you either. I didn't want to say, no, it doesn't look cute. Interesting. <laughs> so you just go down some sort of rabbit hole. And I didn't want to say, yeah, it looks really cute because that, that's not a thing I want to say to you. But, and that's not Josh, a thing that you Josh would said say. It matches, yeah. Josh says it matches my cheeks. So, yeah, so, that's so, so this is a serious, like, is a serious, serious right. request. Mm-hmm. Like, educate me here. Do mm-hmm. I need, you know... Mm-hmm. I yeah. do. I'm. Uh, the, and this is. Yeah, this is a good one, Raf. And I feel like it's like. Oh, this is probably mm. a little bit of a. I don't, we all have space I, to learn. I freaking this. love yeah. it when it's when someone notices if I've had my hair done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I think if I've made it, you know, yeah. I, like yeah. it depends how well you know the person. I mean, commenting on size is never okay. Oh, yeah. Would never do that. Yeah. Would never do that. And. In, you know, I'm thinking in terms of being in a Pilates studio, often we have prenatal clients or postnatal clients and you can never assume anything. So if you ask if there are anything that, you know, you need to know about their bodies, you have given them the opportunity to tell you. And if they haven't told you, then you can assume that they are not pregnant or not postnatal. Um, so I'm talking about like in terms of what it would be like in a fitness, in a Pilates studio. 
Um, can, sorry, can I just bring it back? Because yes. that's a serious request. Yeah. I want to know. Oh, in sorry, your opinion, you did ask me a question. Should I update from, you know, hair and and fur jackets and rock and roll or should I just update, should, should I update to like, no, I just don't comment on physical appearance in any way or is, is that a safe rule <sighs> from what I've been working under? I don't know. I think it depends on your relationship with the person, but I feel like clothes is a pretty safe place. Like if it's something that's noticeable and like Chloe's wearing, you know, a fun fur jacket, I'm wearing like a, a yellow jumper, you know, commenting on that stuff is fine, but what are you hoping to get? Like what is the benefit? What what are the, What's the outcome that you want from the compliment? Are you doing it to, you know, give someone a little boost or do you genuinely like their hair or is it just a comment for comment's sake? Well, I know, you know, in the past when I've got a haircut and I think like, fuck, I look awesome now I've got a haircut. <laughs> and then I go home and like no one notices and like yeah, three weeks like, later <laughs> my mum says, oh, did you get a haircut? I'm like, <laughs> you know, I feel like, oh, fuck, you know, like, <laughs> that's shit. Do you know right? what? So, I, I would just say, hey, doesn't my hair look freaking awesome? I must admit, I usually, yeah, I usually lead with it on the hair. I'll be like... like so when Chloe jumped out and <laughs> and had you know pink hair, I was like, oh well, I bet she'd feel good if I if yeah. I noticed her hair, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. so. yes, yeah. It's 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 interesting, isn't it? Because it's like, do you comment or do you wait for it to be an invitation? Mm-hmm. But I think there's like levels, you know. I hair and clothing like, is so different fine to with size that. and and. Yeah. yeah, and and I'm I must admit, like I with when my clients, if say my clients get a new haircut or a new hair color, I'm like, oh, I got your hair done, and they've always seemed to love. They're like, oh, thanks for noticing. Hmm. Err on the side of not not offending people. So if it's something that's inoffensive and you've noticed that there is a change, I think that's okay. Wow, this is an awesome conversation. But before we move forward, let's take a quick break. While Chloe's ducked out to make a coffee, I just want to quickly mention that if you've got questions, if you've got things floating around your head, question marks, maybe somebody said something at work and you're like, not really clear on what that means, but I'm kind of not confident to ask because I don't want to look kind of foolish in front of people. Well, come ask me and um, you won't look foolish. You'll be a hero for asking awesome questions. And even the questions that you think are like, maybe that's a really stupid question, those are the questions you get the biggest gold stars for asking. So come ask me. We've got a weekly Q&A. It's live. It's called Stop Faking It and Really Know Your Stuff. There's always a bunch of great people online. There's a, always a great conversation and uh, you leave you know, wiser, empowered and uh, feeling a sense of solidarity with like-minded folk. So I'd love to see you. Ah, so before the break, we were talking about um, – well, we're having quite a nuanced conversation, which you sparked, Raf, which I love, where it's like, okay, well, we've, we've, we, I think we've all firmly established that you don't unsolicited comment on someone's weight, mm-hmm. right? I think we've all, we're all in an absolute agreement with that. Yeah. No unsolicited, in unsolicited body comments. But then, Raf, you were like, well, but can I say, you know, you noticed that I had pink in my hair today. So you commented on I'm like, yeah. And like, to be honest, I'm walking into the space today saying, they better comment on my hair. Like, yeah, I just took the effort to do know, all this. I've done this. It's fun. <laughs> it's rad. It's pink. You know, where's my, like, I'm, I'm almost like expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like if you, you've got a cool outfit on or whatever, right? Um, 
But, and then I was talking about how commenting on hair and how, yes, I do do it in quite a flippant manner with my clients because I I did, I've absolutely shifted away from any sort of body comment with my clients for a long time now, a hundred percent. But I absolutely, oh, you've got your hair cut or, you know, new colour. And in that moment, just you bringing this up and bringing it to my attention, there was a time that I have had a circumstance where, yeah, it wasn't okay. And and this was the circumstance. I was teaching um, a group class and I, this was back when I was teaching in Bondi, and I had um, my best friend, one of my best friends, obviously, Kat's one of my best friends too. Oh, Raph's one of my best friends too. So <laughs> share it around. But one of my very longest, dearest friends, um, Prue, in class, we've actually been um, best friends since we're 18. So more, more than, way more than half of our lives now, um, which is really cool. And she was actively going through um, breast cancer treatment. So she was uh, in the middle of chemo and she had lost all her hair. And she was coming to the group classes um, to uh, have some normalcy. You know, she didn't want to do one-on-ones or etc. She wanted to be in that community vibe and just forget about what was going on. Um, for that time. And I remember distinctly one of my other clients in that class um, had had a haircut. And I remember calling out quite loud, oh, Nikki, your hair looks great. You've had a haircut, hair looks great. And then still not thinking, then followed it up with, yeah, I, I always notice when someone's when someone's got their hair done. And in that moment, I remember catching... Prue's eyes and it was just it took my breath away not in a good like in a what have I inadvertently drawn attention to and um, I was obviously I was mortified but more so just uh, really really regretful uh, if I had caused you know her to feel sad or less of in that moment or to have, you know, instead of being able to come in and and forget about things for that hour, had made her zoom in on it. And I also saw every, it was very obvious, every, the, the tone in the room went dead silent because everyone picked up on the faux pas, for want of a better word, like what I'd said, everyone picked up on it. And the person I gave the compliment to felt extreme. I could see visibly felt extremely awkward at that, and it might Prue might have even been on the reformer next to her. It was it was hor- it was a horrible moment, and it and it probably came out to be honest because, as I said, Prue and I have been friends since we were eighteen. Like I don't, but no one else in the room knew that. So no one else in the room knew that that was one of my best friends since we we're eighteen. Everyone else in the room was just like oh my God, what did Chloe just draw like attention to? And it was awful. So you've, I, 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 we don't, you know, you don't know if someone's got alopecia and they're wearing a wig or et cetera, et cetera. So I just, I'm coming to a real, you know, like maybe it's not okay, mm-hmm. not in that And I'm even thinking setting. now you say that, I'm in mind of like, just a, a, a sort of a, a, 
a less extreme situation where maybe, you know, we're in a Zoom meeting and there's a dozen of us in the meeting or something and, and I say, you know, and this is just a situation I'm imagining, um, that I say, oh, you know, Chloe, your hair's rocking today with that pink, you know, it looks super stylish, right? And then there's someone else who's like got total got out of bed hair and, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. It's like, <laughs> so it's it's kind of Or you comment on someone's new active wear and then there's someone else in the room who you know has has already maybe been feeling self-conscious about the hole in their leggings or or something, right? And now they're like, "Oh, I don't have the $130 PE Nation leggings on." Oh. The, you know, and this is something that my instructor notices. Mhm. We've got it. There's a we've lot got of nuance it. in this yeah. conversation. There's a there lot really of like is. for me. This is I'm having a real moment because yeah. I ha- absolutely comment on oh cool leggings yeah. or I love I that comment top. On Where did you get it from? Or, and, yeah, I think we gotta stop. And I think it needs to be an invitation. You know, when I walk into a room and go, "Hey, look at my wild new pink hair!" Woo! Well, that's an invitation, isn't it? It or takes not. a level of confidence to do that though, Chloe. Not mm. everybody can do that. When I think mm. about my male friends, I cannot ever <laughs> remember a single occasion when any one of us has commented on any aspect yeah. of another one's appearance. Like yeah. not even like, really? oh, have you got a new jacket? Or, really? You know, yeah. what, nothing. I can never remember a single occasion. Wow. It's so different. It's my experience in, the- in my female relationships that are Full, full of compliments, which like I feel like it comes from a good place sometimes, most of the time. It's well-meaning, but is it necessary? Does it does it really lift the other person up? Are you really trying to make them feel good? Like, mm. yeah, it's so hard to know. It's so nuanced, isn't it? It's, it's nuanced as all fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's so – I don't think I realised until yeah. the three of us sat down today yeah. – Precisely how nuanced it was. I thought I was getting my yeah. head around this and doing okay. And right. now I'm like, oh. I had I? a practice that I started probably like when I was in high school where going out to parties or meeting new people, I would always give them a compliment about something that they were wearing, more so on like the colour or the pattern or the tone or like the combination because I was under the impression that like making people, giving people a compliment and making them feel good, like gave them, you know, a hit of dopamine and then they wanted Mm. to be my friend. Like it it created like a rapport and Mm. was a nice thing. And I guess I've, I've absolutely taken that. Like I still do that. I, it's still a practice that I, yeah, do, but I, I try to do it in a, way that's more like yeah I don't know I definitely have room to learn in this so maybe we move to just like commenting or complimenting people on behaviors or effort or Mm. yeah it's very hard to know when you just meet somebody or they you say someone's like I'm imagining myself sitting at the desk in the studio someone's come into class and you know they're wearing whatever I haven't seen them in a while and and, yeah, when you first meet somebody, it's hard to comment on something that they've done. You don't know. You don't yeah. Know. Well, All you can say is, like, I haven't seen you in a while. It's really lovely to see you. 
Well, that's awesome that's in itself. Yeah. I think that's it. If someone that's said it? that to Is me, that, do I they think, solve our issue? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think we say enough Dick. to. Yeah, because I don't think we say enough to it yeah. to others. Fuck! It's just really great to see yeah. you. Well, it's yeah. so you awesome to hear. When, yeah. when, when, actually, that was when, the first thing I, I said to you, wasn't it? Today. Yeah, yeah. Like we haven't been physically in the same room as each other for a God re- knows how long. Last time I was here, Raf, was when I came here with Charmin and we filmed the oh, online right. repertoire. Yeah, that was awesome. And it was like just was like before lockdown. It was oh, wow. yeah. before. So that's over a year ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, and we only had a piece of paper that was like two inches too small <laughs> to, to like cover the background. Chop it up and, <laughs> and I wasn't expecting to have to teach to cue yeah, the exercises. Yeah, I was like, I'm just going to go and do something else. And you was, two can handle this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and Shaman's voice like was so beautiful. He, now Shaman has a good radio voice. Yes, yeah. he does. Um, uh. Yeah, so, so when I walked in today and you were in the kitchen, I don't remember exactly what you said, but it was something along the lines of a raff, it's so great to see you. Yeah, I said you it's know. so lovely to see you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that made me feel good. It oh. gave me a bit of there dopamine, made me want to be your friend. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, that's like, oh, yeah. Yes, cat's awesome. Yeah. Like or cat. that. Yeah. My, my partner and I um, have a practice where I think he does it with his friends too, that calls out the, like, I really appreciate you. He says, I appreciate you to people all the time, like meaningfully, not just throwing it out there. Um, but one of his friends started a thing called Tell Your Friends You Love Them, who's a friend of mine too, Maddo. Shout out, Maddo. Um, and, and it's about especially male friendships. Like I'm v- generalising here. I'm, I'm not a male-identifying person, but... Typically, you know, love isn't shared in those ways or like appreciation or gratitude maybe hasn't been shared in those ways. So his friendship group, like you were saying before, you don't talk about appearance, but they do talk to appreciation and gratitude and love. And, yeah, so I tend to say I love you to – I say I love you to my staff a lot. And (laughs) and that's like – it's kind of like a – I mean, you could – you can express your love and gratitude in other ways other than just saying I love you to, to everybody that you know. But maybe that's a way to to get around the compliment thing. There's we, other ways. Um, my wife Jules and my daughter Bintu and I, when it's we just started this thing this in the last year or so of when it's one of our birthday, we um, the other two take turns saying what they what we love or appreciate about that person. Oh, I love that. Know, That's really cool. We appreciate that you do this thing or we appreciate the way you blah, blah, blah. You yeah. Know, and it's just take turns. And it's like you're sitting there and when you're the recipient of it, you're like, oh, this feels awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is just people telling you how awesome you yeah, are. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, but it's not just saying, it's saying what, you know, what you do that's awesome. Yes, you know? being, being candid about it yeah. and being specific. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like. It's so great. Yeah. Radical mm. candor in gratitude form, mm. Mm. <laughs> in like mm. yeah, mm. and um, I wanted to touch on something that we were talking about actually in the break when reflecting on I guess patriarchal standards potentially mm. of uh, attractiveness and whatnot, and where where does this start? And thinking back to you know as little girls, and um, I've thought about, you know, how I speak to little girls that come, you know, into my life. And, in you know, it used to be the first thing would be, oh, you're so pretty, you're mm. so cute, mm-hmm. oh, look at your pretty hair, oh, 
aren't you gorgeous? Yeah. Like all of these sorts mm. of words that are inherently got to do with got to do with physic the physicalness mm. the, the aspect, mm. as opposed to oh, you're so clever or yeah. it's a pretty rare occasion that how fast you run. A little or, boy would have the same. I mean, I'm, we're all generalizing here, but yeah, that a little boy would have the same experience mm. being called. I mean, if they're called beautiful, I think that's great. But, yeah, mm. like my stepdaughter, my dad calls her Mimi Beautiful and I know it's so well-intentioned but it kind of kills me and I've I've spoken to him about it and it's it's like a really hard habit for him to break. He yeah. says he calls her Mimi Beautiful but then I'm like, and what about the rest? And he's like... Oh, and Mimi strong and Mimi clever. And, you know, he's kind of added those things in now yeah. that he knows better. Um, mm. But, yeah, like my nickname when I was a kid was stick because I was really skinny yeah, and right. I swam a lot. So I was like a stick floating in the water. But it's <laughs> 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 so stupid. But, like, I don't know, it just, yeah, size was a thing that was called out. And I think it does happen a lot more with little girls. Yeah. And with there's a really good book actually called Women Don't Owe You Pretty by um I think her name's Florence Given. Um and yeah, it talks to all of these points and mm. yeah, the unlearning of the <laughs> all these things that yeah, especially I'm I'm generalizing again, but like boomers might say to to kids and we have heard growing up and that that can be potentially damaging. Mm. It's got me reflecting on my my grandfather um, who was one of the most, you know, just such an influential man in my life and his nickname for me was Cluey Chloe. Cluey Chloe. That is cool. Yeah. It, and it's it was really cool because he said <laughs> he used to give me a puzzle his favourite thing to do was to give me a puzzle and apparently, apparently in his eyes, I could solve the puzzles really quickly. I got all the right bits in the right holes and he used to call me Chloe Chloe. So I'm going to call you Chloe Chloe that, now. And how, like how affirming is that? Mm, that's cool. Like it's so, and that was what I never remember him or my father. I never remember either of them commenting on anything. Actually, ever. Neither one of them has given me any sort of comment on my physical being. Your dad's mm. a legend though, Chloe. Well, my dad is the legend of oh all legends. Well, your dad's a freaking psychologist. So. Yeah. True. <laughs> and you can also imagine. <laughs> he knows his shit. He knows his shit. And you can imagine if how Shout cool my dad Chloe's is. Dad. Shout out. <laughs> dad gets a lot of, we're going to get him on. We're going to get him on, yeah. elephants. Yeah. But um, you can imagine if he's. Dad's like that. You can imagine that his father, yeah, you know, yeah. was yeah. Mm. There was some equal coolness going on there. Yeah. So, uh, Chloe, Chloe. Mm. So, so you know, I think I feel like it's just about time to wrap it up. But you know, we didn't really get to closure on the whole, you know, commenting on physical mm. aspects of people's appearance thing because we agreed it was really fucking nuanced and it was more nuanced than we thought it was yeah. to start with. And, and and we sort of came to like, okay, well, sometimes Chloe might actually want me to say that her hair is rock and roll, right? Um, but I would never say it's cute. <laughs> so right after, right after Raph said that it was rock and roll, Chloe said, yeah, isn't it cute? And Raph said nothing because he would never <laughs> say that. I didn't say anything. 
So, 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 you know, but then if, if, you know, if Kat's got messy bed hair and I come and go, Chloe, your hair's looking rock and roll today. And Kat's like, well, what the fuck am I? Yeah. Where's, 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 my, where's my compliment? It leaves, yeah, it's open for interpretation of, of you, you know, um, What's the word like subconsciously shaming me yeah, for not yeah. putting in the effort? So, so does that does that leave us? You know, where does that leave us? I think it, that this is a. I don't. I don't think we're here to answer all the, the questions oh, of great. the universe. Oh, that's a relief. So just oh, to take some, just to take some weight <laughs> off your shoulders, I think it leaves us with an, 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 a discussion. I think yeah. it leaves us with an ongoing discussion, and, and maybe and these are discussions that you can have with the people around you. Mm. Yeah, the people that you speak to the most and find out what they, how they feel about the things that you say to them or about mm. them. Mm. Um, and yeah, maybe, maybe as a teacher in a studio situation where you don't potentially know people as well, mm. it's better to steer clear of any appearance based. If in doubt, leave com- it out. Exactly. If in doubt, yeah. leave it out. I feel like you look radiant is. Like still almost. Yeah, it's on the borderline. It's there. on the borderline. Well, it isn't is, and I'm still yeah. waiting for you to say it to me. So you know, I'm like, I'm not sure how I feel about this whole <laughs> radiance situation. Obviously, I don't look it. See, right? So like, I know now. Now you're fishing for it. I'm not going to give it. <laughs> I before we do wrap up though, I feel like um, there's kind of two th- key things that we haven't touched on that I do think we need to touch on in this conversation. Uh, one is uh, if we have a client comes to comes to us as a Pilates instructor and they say, hey, I, I want to lose weight, mm-hmm. right? So um, from there, uh, it's a discussion with that client. Well, A, it's out of my scope of practice. To, as, as a Pilates instructor, I am not, uh, you know, I haven't trained in uh, dietetics, dietetics uh, etc. However, I can help support them in that I can have a really great referral system. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just like if I have a client who wants or needs to be referred to uh, an allied health professional or just like if I have a client who uh, is having issues with sleep and what, et cetera, et cetera, you have these, you know, you have your network of people. So I personally know a really fantastic, uh, really affirming, really uh, amazing dietitian uh, and nutritionist and that's who I would refer people to. And I, I like... Just like I know physios who are really great with biopsychosocial and really up to date. So know know your people, yeah. have your people Someone and one body positive or body neutral. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And you can refer on as opposed to just going, Oh, no, it's nothing mm-hmm. to do with me. Mm-hmm. And what is within your scope of practice is to create a safe space for for people to feel welcome and feel themselves and that's your responsibility as well. Like it's Yes, it's getting people moving, but it's also making people feel seen and heard and safe. Mm. Mm. You do such an awesome job of that, Kat. Thank you. With good times. I try. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's working. (laughs) Thank you. You do do a a really good job with that. Um, And I guess the only other thing I wanted to, if we're wrapping up, is that what are some tips um and raf you might have some tips as well but i I know that cat will in regards to little things you might do on the on the uh, you know Mm -hmm. whether it needs to be on the daily or when those those um thoughts creep in Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. self-doubt thoughts that negative talk potentially like what do you do 
to kind of push it out there? Yeah. I use gratitude a lot and I I think I use it like or I started out using it explicitly. Like it's a real practice. You kind of have to like force it upon yourself in the beginning and then it becomes. It's so true, isn't it? Yeah. And it, it feels a bit like, oh, this is a bit weird. Like I feel really fake or I feel a bit, mm, yeah, oh, I'm awesome. Woohoo. But, um, <laughs> but it becomes uh, just part of your daily life and mm. part of it feels way more normal the more you do it. Yeah. Um, way more authentic as well, like to yourself internally, just going, oh, yeah. It doesn't have to be about like it, nothing to do with your physicality. It's more how you how movement makes you feel or, you know, I feel alive or I feel like, you know, I appreciate you. Even giving gratitude to other people makes you feel better about yourself. Like, and, and gratitude towards your body and the things that it's capable of doing. Yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> like um, you know, I did Chloe's uh, online original class the other day and I hadn't done all the original repertoire. Like I've done Wrestler's Bridge like once, one other time in another one of Chloe's classes. And afterwards I was like, holy shit, that was awesome and I said that to myself about 20 times and I also said my stepdaughter was there I said it to her I said it to like anybody who would listen like it was so much fun I feel so cool like you know saying things like that in in whichever way feels normal and natural to you eventually like it might feel fake in the beginning but giving yourself a high five giving yourself a pat on the back um that that helps me to kind of reframe movement or helped me reframe movement away from being something that like I'm forcing myself to do and I'm doing because I don't like myself and I'm doing because I want to be better to I'm doing because I love myself and and I deserve to feel cool like this. I deserve to feel like that empowered, strong feeling. I love that that's how you felt after my class. That's so cool. It was really uh-huh. cool. It was, that's really cool. I love that. <laughs> what that, That's so great. And I think, Kat, that I, you know, come at things in sort of a very similar way to you. Um, so for me, for for someone who, you know, the story I talked about earlier uh, in the episode, you know, that it might, when I was younger, I could, you know, simply catch my image, you know, reflected back at me in, in a shop window and that was enough to send me home and be hidden away from the world. Uh, now... Uh, so in my bedroom, um, I've got this uh, this gorgeous vintage uh, dresser with this massive mirror. So it is literally in my face it's, when I this, wake are up. Are you going to talk about the, the bum shot? Oh, yes. talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's even more than that. It's, it's more than that. It's, it's I, the first thing I, I get, the first thing that I see apart from my cats that wake me up Obviously at 6.30 in the morning. Everyone do a push-up. Shout out the to the cats. <laughs> the first thing that I see is my image reflected back at me, right? Crazy hair, all the things. You could imagine to pass Chloe how triggering that mm. would have been. The first thing I would have seen was, I don't know, gosh, I would have zoomed in. I would have zoomed in micro on my body. 
what mm-hmm. was jiggling, what was this, what yeah. was that. Now I, I've really, it's, it's, and it, and it comes down to tiny habits have helped me with this as well. So we've mentioned this quite a lot in uh, our other episodes, BJ Fogg. Um, it's, it's a great way to start uh, changing habits, bring in more gratitude and also make it achievable as opposed to a big change. So, mm-hmm. you know, the trick, the, the anchor for me, you have an anchor, the anchor is, well, I step down onto the ground, I look in the mirror, it's there. And that anchor then is I either say something positive to myself or, you know, maybe do my little niece, Alora's bum wiggle. She's so freaking cute. She's four <laughs> and it's known in the family. She comes running out from the shower in a little um, dressing gown and she'll literally just pull a dressing gown up, wiggle her bum at you. So <laughs> it's like the cutest thing you've ever seen. And it's just so just like, yeah, why wouldn't I? shake my booty yeah. why wouldn't like it's just wiggle. like it's, like an, it's your wiggle. body it's <laughs> like a celebration it's joyful you you know and it so for me that's the first thing I'm doing and and that sets it up and then I want to loop into what you're saying Kat with um how exercise now uh, how my relationship with exercise and that it's not got to do with getting thinner or getting a six pack or getting a this and that it's got to do with how I feel mentally it uh, gives me an amazing boost it's got to do with how I feel capable in my body this morning I had this really great after I've done the whole in the mirror then I went I thought oh, it's a bloody beautiful day I'm going to go for a run and I, you know, had some fun. I played in there. I've been really into monkey bars at the moment and grip strength. And today I had a real win with that. It was really strong. And I was like, fuck yes, Chloe. And then I was like, I could go back to the path or there's this big green hill here. I reckon it'd be really fun just to fucking run down that hill with my arms like out. <laughs> like it was sunny. I'm just going to have a moment where it's like I can actually – have gratitude that A, I'm capable of being able to get outside in the sun, in the fresh air, that my body is capable of running Mm -hmm. and no shit, I ran down that hill and I waved my arms like a kid. (laughs) I would have loved to have seen that. And it was was like quite long green grass and and I had this moment like, why would I hate on my body when this is such a privilege to be able to do this? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that's, yeah, find, find the gratitude in it and that it is a privilege to be able to move your body. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Good talk. That was a great note to <laughs> end on, Chloe. <laughs> it was a good talk. It was yeah. a really good talk. I've got so yeah. much to think about after this. Yeah, same. And I want to actually say to you, both of you, with complete genuineness, you guys are really brave and really real. Having that conversation, <laughs> it's actually reframed my opinion and brave and real too. <laughs> Whereas before, I was like, "No, it makes me sad." But actually, no, no, I'm I cool am with not it. Brave, <laughs> not real. I think that's another takeaway: is like it's okay to change your mind and change the way you feel about and reframe. Yeah, reframe things. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, we're all just trying to do our best, and we're on this kind of journey together. So. If you tell somebody how you feel, then we can only move forward from there. Thanks, you too. Thank you so much for having me. It was really lovely to see you both. Uh, It was really lovely to see you. You're looking (laughs) radiant as always. (laughs) 